0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative and Balance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, and I got a great talk for you today. This is the second episode recorded at the TalkShoe studio. Once again, I can't thank TalkShoe enough. Kind of revived some momentum into this show. It's amazing to have. And one thing uh, you may have noticed... The last episode I recorded there, that the audio kind of changes a bit in the quality from the intro to the actual interview. And it's kind of due to the talk shoe server, how they record their show. It kind of goes through this conference call system, which is ideal for people who are doing live shows with people who call in and stuff like that. But kind of a format like mine, it sounds a little compressed in the interview portion. And I want to let you know, um, not many people have complained about it, but it's been mentioned. But uh, I believe I have a solution to that because their studio actually has amazing microphones. And next time I'm over there, I got an idea how to capture it and make it the best quality possible. So for this one and my following episode I recorded, it's still going to have that that kind of compression to the interview portion. But I hope you don't mind. You can still hear absolutely everything we are talking about. And this is a fantastic conversation. My guest today is a singer-songwriter. Her name is Katie Gata. She's released an EP recently called Odd Fellows Live Sessions... It is fantastic. You're going to hear her story as an artist and around her story. I remember us going on all these off-topic tangents and bringing it back and doing it over and over again. And I'm excited to listen to this one back because I remember having a lot of fun. She was also a guest recommended to me from a good friend, Dan Siri, The man who actually makes my intro music. The dan na 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 pa pa he said, I should talk to Katie, and he was right. There was such a good flow to this conversation, and not only do I think we made a good episode, I feel like I made a new friend, and with that being said, if you are listening to this on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Addict, and any of your favorite podcast listening apps, I want to let you know. That each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com You're going to see a picture of Katie in the studio, a link to the Odd Fellows live session EP, and some dates of her upcoming shows, which I recommend you going to Alright, and I think that's all I gotta say for an intro, we're gonna jump into this one, here's Katie Gotta coming at you. radio in session first off shout out to talk giving me this incredible space uh i'm so lucky to have my show almost revived it's got some momentum again you know we were kind of off for a couple months but now i'm back with a very awesome guest somebody i've heard so much about katie gotta did i pronounce your last name right
1: uh Gada. Gada. it All used right. to be a Guta, but my grandfather changed it when he moved to uganda because everyone said gutta
0: okay. so then he made it Gada. yeah yeah i like it i like yeah. it and uh i've been listening to your music i've heard oh, that you're an awesome person and i would, <laughs> and i've been excited that's always a good thing yeah yeah and i could tell you got a big smile right now oh. and um
1: what would you have done if you had just heard that i was a dick
0: oh, I'd, I'd still have you on okay, cool. i'd be like yeah like Whatever, make it an interesting episode. We can have an argument or something. Yeah, all right. Yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been listening to your tracks, amazing, and I love how yesterday when I told you I was listening to your old stuff, you were like, (laughs) oh God, I want to take that down. I really do. (laughs) And I want to. Like, maybe talk about you as evolving as an artist too, because I did enjoy those tunes, but I also know with my work as well, like, I don't want people to listen to my episode one. So, yeah, I, exactly. I, I laughed when Actually, you said that. Like, you get what I
1: mean with that. I yeah, mean,
0: yeah.
1: that first album was recorded, oh my God, it would have been fun in somebody's basement. And it was just this collection of songs that at that point were all about all of the emotional things I didn't know how to deal with and kind Mm. of just spit onto paper and that was as much as I thought about it and I think as an artist I've started to evolve and um, really pay attention to the craft of songwriting now so yeah it's a consistent I I think you shouldn't like what you did before in some capacity I don't think you should hate it obviously but if you still are pleased with it a year or two years later, you're probably not growing.
0: Up. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really an evolution. Yeah. They're still good tunes in yeah, my opinion. They're not yeah. bad.
1: They're not bad for a 20 year old. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So was that your first experience actually making original content? Or?
1: No, I had done some demos with, um, there's this musical family based in Welland named the Romanos and their sons are actually quite successful. Daniel Romano's got a really good, solo career and they were both in a band called Attack and Black, if you remember Attack and Black. I remember that name.
0: Yeah. Like, they oh were on like God. much music, right? And stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. They won a Casby, I think
1: it was. And they had a song that like kind of cracked the indie radio top ten in oh my God, it would have been two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. And they were based in Welland. And their parents had played music for years and were in bands. And they let me go and record in their little home studio and they, uh, they plushed out all the instrumental parts for me. I just kind of sat there with my guitar and sang and got really excited on their couch watching my songs come to life. So that was the first experience. But
0: Yeah. I mean like at a younger age, you just had these songs within you or was like you said, you kind of did it to uh. Uh, like almost like deal with like some emotional stuff.
1: Or? Yeah. I mean, that, that was just how I started processing things. And yeah, I don't even yeah. know that I knew it. I remember starting to write songs from i don't know like five or six just like making up things and singing them back to my mom and saying oh i came up with that but that's uh, really cool yeah yeah
0: so it's always been with you
1: i think so yeah i definitely have been singing since i could talk from what my parents have told me so wow yeah it's been a consistent consistent factor in my life
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and it's that's like just such a healthy way to maybe process some certain things going on in your life too And, and also like i believe That turns into the best kind of art, like beyond music. Like I see it in comedy, I see it in people's paintings, Mm -hmm. see like in film or whatever. (laughs) And like you, in my opinion, even though you don't probably don't want to listen back to these songs ever again, it seems like (laughs) you made some great tunes. And like for your first one, that's mind blowing to me.
1: I mean, it was definitely a way of processing what I knew how to process at that point. And now I think back on that period of time and. I think that now, as I've grown as a person, I'm able to better process things in a more honest way. Mm -hmm. And I think as you kind of get more honest and genuine in yourself, your songs just naturally get better too.
0: Yeah, definitely. So it's
1: this, it's weird. The songwriting evolution coincides with a personal growth and evolution as well, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, on the way here, I was listening to the studio sessions. It's called Odd Fellows. Odd Fellows, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really cool stuff, and it
1: was yeah. That was that was pretty much my first time really playing with the band.
0: Really? Yeah. I'm, okay, you telling me this is blowing me away. Like for like your first like time recording. Well, that it's like, that ooh.
1: recording had its own set. It it's quite it's quite the story. Yeah. How yeah. everything kind of came to be. Um, I so I've played live for years, all through pretty much high school. My parents had to take me to all my first gigs because I wasn't allowed to be sitting in the bars I was playing at oh, yet. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, when I went to university, I kind of kept doing it on the side just as a hobby, and then I had a, I had a real job for about a year, and actually in the city, not far from here, and okay. uh, kind of decided I wasn't really happy with that. Yeah, and
0: where were you working, if you don't mind me asking?
1: I was working at a little boutique web design.
0: Firm. Oh, okay yeah. yeah so it's more like a sit down office it, e style nine to
1: five sitting at a desk yeah and yeah the thing with agency work is sometimes you'll be really busy and when it was busy I actually didn't mind it at all because mm-hmm. I just like being busy and doing something but then there's stretches of time where the next project hasn't started yet and you're kind of just expected to do this busy work and at that point I kind of had the had the bandwidth to take a hard look at my life and say okay well I'm going to be 25 in a little bit is this really what i want to be doing mm-hmm. yeah like in the in the grand scheme of things um
0: yeah, yeah am i working
1: towards what the actual goal is here and i kind of decided nope so quit my job moved back in with my parents for a summer and started playing covers full time on club and awesome. as like a means of starting to transition into being a musician yeah yeah
0: did you find as you were working the day job too you had these songs within you but you'd be like almost too tired to oh my them? god
1: i found that yeah. i was the least productive yeah yeah whenever i've had so when I was in university, I did co-ops, and I remember whenever I had like an actual job, I just found my ability to, you know, make things kind of went away.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even like, I find like sometimes like, it's like the ba- it's it's hard to like balance it as a creative in yeah. a way too because you need money to live of course and you then you, you might it's have this like, eternal
1: struggle how yeah, much yeah <laughs> and you, you got to find the sweet spot like how much am I willing to work and put time aside so that I can have a life and do things mm-hmm. and how much do I want to like yeah. devote time to furthering my craft yeah and
0: it's it's interesting hearing from you that you were this kind of had the moment of it. Yeah, no, and, it was
1: it was a very deliberate decision to just say this is not the way yeah, it's going to go yeah. for me. And it's kind of been it's, again, an evolution of letting go of the idea that my life is going to look like what my parents look like or what
0: mm, yeah, we're, yeah. we're told your life should the look stigma like. stigma on everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be married with children anytime soon. And that's OK. That's just what my experience is going to be. Yeah. And now I'm at the age where all my friends are getting pregnant. It's like every other day, somebody else posts a picture and, oh, okay, they're going to have a baby too. Yeah, and
0: Baby, marriage, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, not so much marriage. The babies are coming now. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's had to be a bit of a scary jump internally because you have a stable job and it's just like, I have this in my heart. And you mentioned almost in a way, like you almost second guess things like, oh, what are people going to think? But you probably just found, felt like I need to do this at this moment. Yeah,
1: I mean, I definitely struggle more with how how am I going to define success moving forward. Yeah. But the the decision to stop not trying was an easy one. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of got to the point where I'm either going to try this and be able to say I gave it everything I had and did it properly or I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. And I'll probably regret
0: it. That's awesome. Like, um, that's one thing why I've been diving into things too. It's almost yeah. like I think about my future self. It's like, am I gonna regret? Or I had a moment, uh, like before I moved to Toronto and started. Uh, it's a long story, but but I just had this moment where it's just like, if I don't do this now, I wonder if I'm gonna be like seventy years old, just thinking back, like, what if I never yeah. tried type of thing.
1: And it's so cool that the format in which you make your art you can listen back and it like because it's so linear in the sense that you have an episode come out every week or every two weeks you can actually really chart the growth in that sense yeah
0: definitely I feel like even like I started doing this style of interviews like two years ago okay and I feel like I like clicked on like a really old episode mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not even that guy anymore like what <laughs> happened <laughs> like it's kind of weird and, and it's th- like
1: that's the thing with that old album I listen to it and I'm like I'm not this person anymore and it's that's all of music really is. It's a snap in terms of albums. It's a snapshot of what you look and sound like in that moment.
0: Yeah. I guess that's like, um, sometimes I, I shit on like a lot of like technology and how we're getting (laughs) integrated into it and stuff like that. But there's also like, on the other hand, there's a beauty to it where you can see like people's growth and evolution. It's like
1: anything in moderation. If used for the right purposes, it can be great. Yeah. Not staring at Instagram for hours a day. Yes.
0: I totally believe that too. And it's,
1: And I'm uh, I'm guilty of it, too. I'm actively trying to remove that from.
0: Yeah, yeah. One thing I I need to stop doing is waking up in the morning and grabbing my phone. It's
1: the worst habit, right? Yeah,
0: because I feel like um, I'll have like a plan and then I'll just be in bed for like 45 minutes just Mm -hmm. scrolling and I'll catch myself and it's like, I don't even know what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's just like this endless feed of- I've a, started uh,
1: trying to transition it because yeah. I, I definitely used to do the same thing. And what I've gotten into doing now is I, I go down Wikipedia wormholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I start on one article and then all of a sudden it's half an hour later and I know a lot of things about sharks that I didn't need to know. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Do <laughs> <laughs> You got any uh, shark facts off the cuff right now?
1: Not off the cuff. The big one, my, my family makes fun of me a lot for it. Um, I didn't want to invest the time in watching game of thrones because i came to the party too late so yeah. i've read all the synopsis oh, <laughs> like nice. media. So i know what happens that i watched the last two episodes but i didn't watch anything that's ever like me that.
0: with the nba finals <laughs> i'm like what's going I
1: on i think that's like you can oh, like 75 this... percent of the population of yeah yeah the
0: city's happy what's going on yeah i just oh, watched man. the last two games my
1: my uh my parents got on the bandwagon with that and it was so funny watching my mom try to watch basketball and not really understanding what was happening. And I remember I watched the one game with them and she's like, so how many periods in this? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's such a Canadian thing. To say. Yeah. Really?
1: <laughs> and then my dad was just unimpressed and didn't say anything until Drake came on the screen and then got mad that Drake was.
0: Yeah. So he's, Drake. he's not a fan. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad's a very quiet reserved man. He's not a fan of any kind of, excitable outbursting kind of people
0: yeah yeah drake's kind of like the second mascot of the team yeah 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 (laughs)
1: mascot's a great way to kind of a caricature of a person in some ways Mm -hmm. yeah
0: it's actually interesting too where lots of people like they see him jumping around on the Mm -hmm. sidelines they're like fuck that guy (laughs) but um i've actually had like some experiences like just kind of filming like underground hip-hop in the city too and he actually does layers like to the community right. with, and doesn't put his name on things and stuff like that. See, that
1: so, that, that deepens my respect for him a little
0: yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I try to tell people that, but it's still like, I don't know. Pe- I think people have a built up fire with them in them too, yeah. and they just want to like kind of- And
1: be- you have to, to kind of take a step back and think, it's a representation of what he wants you to see. You don't know that person. Yes, it's, yeah. It's like anything, you're seeing what mm-hmm. is a carefully curated version of himself.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, this could relate to like music as well too. As much as you put yourself on the mic too, like mm-hmm. there's layers to you. But I'm sure some people like who become fans and they can get obsessive and think they know you. Oh or, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I have luckily not had anything like that happen. Soon, <laughs> wait till this
0: episode drops. Yeah, so, then the twelve then people then it'll be who crazy. To that. Actually,
1: I got my first really super creepy email when I was at a gig on the weekend from somebody in Texas requesting that I send a signed autograph version of a picture or something to them.
0: Okay. okay. And
1: it, it started like, hi, Katie, I think you're sexy and gorgeous. And I was like, oh,
0: God. Oh, so it just had like a, a gross tone to it, it. Had,
1: yeah. it had a, I'm not doing this, and I might forward this to my dad to be safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do it. Well, we'll need to send this guy's name to the police. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: but. I think that's part and parcel to wanting to do something in the public eye. There's going to be people that
0: yeah, react yeah. to it in
1: a way that you don't necessarily invite. A really funny person to um, listen to how she deals with it is Alice Phoebe Lou. She actually has this, she, this song she wrote. It's like two minutes, but it's about... Someone's sending her a dick pic on Facebook.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's hilarious. It's really great.
0: Oh, that's cool. I, mm. I, you'll have to send that to me. I, yeah, it. I think and it's actually, only on
1: her Facebook. I don't think it's recorded properly anywhere. She just made a video of her singing it. Yeah. And <laughs> it went viral in the wake of the Me Too movement.
0: Yeah. I actually, uh, I, I want that track because I want to send it to a friend of mine because she just had an experience. She's like married as a kid, which oh. is some random on Facebook was like, just like went in her inbox and was like, oh, can you send nudes? And we're all like, oh. just like, she, she like, um, took a screenshot of it and posted it up. And we're all like, just send it, send them your husband's dick. And like, <laughs> so I didn't get the rest of the story, but I think she's got like that kind of humor too. So, oh, like, man. I hope, like, she did I that. I really and hope she did that too. Yeah, I need to know more of the story. I saw
1: a meme, um, someone's idea for a new game show is to get guys to send dick pics and then when they show up to meet the person it's their mom waiting for them ah!
0: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> the internet is a strange place yeah what's amazing is we're like the guinea pigs to like all this i don't know this um change in the mm-hmm. world and stuff and i don't know if it's we're going to get more integrated into technology but it feels like it's going that way with vr's and stuff like that but i
1: remember even being in university and at that that would have been seven eight years ago now and them talking about QR codes and how grocery stores were going to move to the format where you didn't even really need to like check out—that it would be all RFID tags and yeah, they would be able yeah. to scan your credit card without you even putting it into a machine. And I remember all the all these marketing kids are like, "Yeah, this is amazing. This is going to streamline." This. Yeah. And I remember sitting there going like, because no one else read 1984? This is
0: not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haven't you seen the terminator? Big
1: brother is watching.
0: Skynet <laughs> judgment day. <laughs> They're
1: coming for us. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's so true. It's like and the
1: governator can't save you. It's yeah. not gonna be good.
0: Yeah, it's just like it's weird times, and like um, I like to talk about it a lot, but I actually don't know nothing. And I'm usually just like don't know if I'm scared or embracing it I just kind of shrug oh I guess this is happening now
1: I'm just of the mindset that I don't do anything interesting enough to, to have it matter if I'm being listened to or watched like, there's nothing going on in my life one day
0: they're gonna leak your album and it's gonna be the biggest album of all time and gonna... <laughs> yeah. hopefully that would be great yeah yeah <laughs> Look at this. There's just randoms no. taking pictures of us. Alex is taking pictures of us. This is beautiful.
1: Such a beautiful day, too.
0: Yeah. And shout-outs to Alex. She just walked in the door. We were just saying there was, like, strangers in the background, like, just taking pictures of us, like, as you were taking yet. pictures. like. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I've been better this interview than last interview. I was, like, acknowledging everybody. I feel like <laughs> me and you, Katie, we got a good groove until I yeah. broke it right there.
1: No, it's fine. It's cool. I do keep watching because... I just I love people watching. The best part mm-hmm. of playing covers on Clifton Hill is the people watching. Oh
0: yeah, Clifton Hill is prime hub because it's not—it's like everybody from all over the world yeah. is kind of meeting in this area.
1: And when you get good rowdy nights too, oh, you get yeah. to kind of—you almost get to meet different people and have like this very little snapshot of a moment yeah. with them. Do you ever yeah. play
0: outside that Boston Pizza down there? Oh god. That—that seems no. like where the hub of the rowdiness is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I play. Um, I play at the Hard Rock. I oh, okay. Play cool. at um, the Niagara Brewing Company, which is absolute great craft brewery on the hill.
0: Cool. I haven't been to that yet.
1: Yeah. Definitely yeah, check that out. I haven't been there the in years,
0: but yeah, definitely. And yeah.
1: then um, I used to play at Kelsey's. I actually got fired yesterday.
0: <gasps> so, you, <laughs> what? Let's tell this story. The legendary Kelsey's. That's legendary on top of the Kelsey's hill, right? The very, it's still yeah. there. I used to work across the street from that at Mamma Mia's
1: did you really yeah i'm pretty sure was... they're tearing that down now <gasps> my
0: heart that was my first job ever.
1: your first job oh my god yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear
0: that. Well, it's um, all good but
1: yeah so so, so, um,
0: so you we were like just kind of like the house singer in there yeah
1: so they have music all day long all summer long and i got an email last week requesting that i provide a generic toned down performance
0: oh god no <laughs> so what did you say so, <laughs> so
1: I thought the feedback was that I was playing too many weird songs. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's fair. It is like a family restaurant. I don't yeah. want to sing Wonderwall, but if that's what the gig is, mm, that's what the gig
0: is, then i grit my up. teeth
1: and well my whole thing, part of my shtick too is I uh, I never wear my shoes when I sing, except at that bar because the operations
0: manager didn't like that. I took my shoes off.
1: <laughs> so when they offered me the gig, they're like, We really want you to play here. Could we suggest a sandal <laughs> <for the summer.
0: laughs> I like how it's one sandal
1: <laughs> yeah sure whatever um so I I did what they asked and I started playing more mainstream stuff and then in the middle of my set yesterday one of the managers came over and she's like I'm so sorry I don't agree with this decision but this is going to be your last gig and I was like all right, okay. all right you can't it's still subjective if one of the managers didn't like what I was doing and that's okay. That, oh. You don't have to be for everybody. That's fine. It was more the getting fired mid I was like, really?
0: Yeah, just in the, m- go? in the middle of it, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I played two sets, and then I was set to play two more, and then i that's
0: it. You should have did like one more song or something. I did. Just bust out like some crazy like rage against the machine. Oh,
1: fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Uh, as, I was, as I was packing up my stuff, someone came up to me. And was like, hey, I just wanted to say you have such a great voice. And I loved your song selection. It's like they're having
0: and, a breakup. And,
1: and I, was, I was like, that's really nice. Thank you. Can you go tell a manager? I just got fired. Yeah.
0: wow so that's yesterday that
1: was yesterday
0: whoa you caught
1: me at a weird moment in time and I should preface this by saying I grew up with a very healthy fear of authority and like wanting to people please and yeah yeah. you know kind of fit in whatever box was being presented so in a weird way this is this I feel like it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, I, been, I agree too. Like, I'm I've like I've never been a, fired for being too cool for something. Yeah, so. that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm like a punk metal kid. I'm just <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> this is gonna like they uncaged you
1: a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I want to talk to you about the the no shoes thing too. Like,
1: oh, uh, it started. It started. Uh, how old did I have been when I was in high school? So I was in high school band. I went to uh, Centennial in Welland. And there was this, um, they called it the Cats Band, because it wasn't jazz band. We played popular covers. So it was like the cool Cats Band. Okay, okay. And I had this pair of knockoff Walmart gold Converse. And I remember feeling like Freddie Mercury in them whenever I played. And then because they were from Walmart, they eventually disintegrated. And my mom threw them out the one day when I was at school. After that, it was shoe strike. So I refused (laughs) to wear my
0: shoes. (laughs) (laughs) And it
1: just kind of kept becoming this thing and now people like I'm kinda known as like, Oh, that's that girl that doesn't wear her shoes. (laughs)
0: That's pretty cool though. It's like turned into like your gimmick or whatever. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I do, I actually do feel more comfortable not having to wear a shoe when I sing. I find you can like kind of dig your feet into the floor a little bit more. Oh, yeah, you definitely feel grounded. Yeah. Especially yeah. like
0: it's, you probably get that feeling like you're like out all day and you, you go home and you kick off your shoes. You want to feel at home on the stage.
1: Yeah. Which... And it centers you and I, I bring a, I bring a little Persian carpet with me everywhere I go. So <laughs> I like roll on my carpet and get ready to go and, like that's home
0: that's awesome to protect you from the sticky bar (laughs) floors you know where that carpet's been
1: exactly and And it stays clean yeah
0: (laughs) that's so So cool cool. (laughs) (laughs) it's such like a quirky thing to do yeah
1: yeah Yeah. i'm I'm a little quirky yeah Yeah, i'm
0: big on gimmicks like that too just subtle gimmicks (laughs) nothing too crazy like you don't have to be like slipknot and wear a mask or whatever no a little little thing of personality
1: i remember i was doing this course this uh past winter in Toronto called Canada's Music Incubator and the first day they did like these little mock interviews with all the artists who were in the course, and you got to sing like a verse and a chorus of one of your songs so I did my little mock interview and they're like okay do you want to play something It's like give me a second I got to take off my shoes ah! <laughs> the program mentor that was uh, interviewing me just started laughing he's like excuse me <laughs> <laughs> and it's like in the dead of winter so I'm untying my big boots and I'm like yeah, I can't sing with my shoes on. It's like, what happens if you do sing with your shoes on? Like, bad things.
0: Yeah, we don't, you, you don't want to see me with my shoes well, on. Well,
1: why do you think I got fired from Kelsey's? They made me wear my shoes. Exactly. This
0: is Wearing shoes and singing is a bad omen. <laughs> what did we, the more you know. <laughs> oh, my God. I love, I love this. Uh, these, these tangents we went on because I remember like forty minutes ago or oh, whatever yeah, we I was gonna, gonna talk to, about we Oddfellow. Odd well okay, <laughs> no, this is back. great let's though. We don't we don't have to go back if you don't want to oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But this this was coming from I believe we were talking about like your day job. Yeah. And... Okay.
1: So I quit the day job. I started playing covers full time. And that first summer I was just obviously in habit not having to go sit at a desk and getting paid to sing mm-hmm. and I really like taking requests when I play, so I was learning lots of songs kind of on the fly and on cool, the go, cool. and it was it was just a really good summer. I broke my foot halfway through, um, and I kept. Is it playing. because you
0: weren't wearing shoes? Katie? It
1: was because I was wearing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaving a gig in Toronto, actually,
0: yeah, and I
1: was walking off the patio wearing these clog heels, and I missed a stare. And I remember knowing that, you know, that moment when you're kind of in mid gravity and you can feel that if you don't do something, you're going to face plants.
0: Yeah. The oh fuck moment. Yeah. And my it. guitar
1: was in my hand and I knew that the guitar would drop. <gasps> so I was like, no, I can't do that. And I slammed my foot down as hard as I could. And it was just the angle that it caught in the clog and I broke. Podcast People won't be able to mm-hmm. see this, but the, I, second and fourth metatarsal in my foot Ooh, so, so just
0: like the it's just you kind of made like lines down both the sides they were of like your just little
1: cracks and yeah. it was what's called a Lisfranc fracture and apparently had it happened a hundred years earlier they would have just amputated my foot Jesus, because it's such like you have to be very careful as it heals so i was non-weight bearing on crutches for eight weeks in the middle of the summer holy <laughs> fuck
0: <laughs> Damn shoes!
1: <laughs> yeah, I, there's I have reasons for my madness, but yeah, I, yeah.
0: And you sacrificed yourself for your guitar. Yeah, that's love of the music. Well, you that, were gonna that die. That is, that. Yeah, that guitar is my
1: best friend. That guitar came through everything. Wow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I I kept playing through that. I worked it out with the bars where someone would come and unload my car for me, and I would go park it and hobble into the bar and get it all set up. And Do then little sit
0: down shows here and there
1: yeah pretty much well it was still like pretty much daily i I kept most of my gigs mm-hmm. it worked out okay but anyways after all of that finished um i actually had a i had a, our mutual friend kind of give me a little talking to him say listen you don't want to wake up in five years and have playing covers in niagara falls be all that you do like, yeah,
0: i think yeah like, this, this is danny siri he had that moment too where he was just mm-hmm. doing the same thing so yeah, yeah
1: so he kind of he saved me a couple of years of pain and heartache oh
0: yeah and you're just going for it yeah right? and yeah.
1: It, and he it was him that really kind of helped push me to say like you write fairly good songs why mm-hmm. don't you start putting your energy into pursuing and working on that
0: yeah yeah and he's he's like friends with like a lot of people who've like either signed to like major labels yep. and stuff like that too so like yeah definitely coming from him that's like was, yeah you better go for it yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay this is what i'm gonna do yeah so uh, i i partnered with a, a friend who produced music and uh we kind of worked out some arrangements and i put a band together of some of my favorite musicians in the area and off we went
0: oh wow yeah. and that was this and that recording. was that was odd
1: fellows yeah, yeah. so it's called Oddfellows fellows because we had done a show like a live show that you could actually come watch and we recorded the session live in front of everyone mm-hmm. so that's where most of the instrumental stuff came from
0: oh cool cool and then we had
1: to recut little things here and there after the fact but yeah Yeah,
0: and I like it it's uh four songs I believe right
1: four songs yeah Yeah. so three of them are full band and then the last song Flamingo Song uh the original producer engineer Jordan actually passed away about two weeks after we finished the recording rest in
0: peace to him yeah
1: yeah yeah I think about him lots um Mm -hmm. so Flamingo Song was for him and it's about just you know that feeling of wishing you could get someone a call and tell them how much they meant to you. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. And uh, every episode, I uh, play a song at the end, of it, so we'll definitely play that one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my favorite one on yeah, the record. Yeah, he, he did such a good job. It's uh, such a great package, to it. <laughs> well, thank you. Even um, with the, the opening, I like December. Cause it kind of, it sounded like very stripped down and then it, the song kind of gets bigger and yeah. bigger. And it turns into I'm a into fan like of crescendos. Epic. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. There's <laughs> there's another track on that too that got me like that same feeling where oh, it just yeah. kind of keeps ramping up and like yeah. you hear more instruments coming in, the drums like kind of doing like the train thing and like, oh, yeah. uh, it's so cool. Like,
1: well, thank you.
0: Yeah, so did you just basically- write these by yourself like on an acoustic and then the other band members put in their.
1: yeah i mean um so december i wrote in december of 2017 Mm -hmm. and then not what i thought it was originally wasn't going to be on the album and we were working on this other song that i had written and the band just wasn't it wasn't gelling it wasn't working so we uh the guitar player james gizzy we call him giz uh kind of took a step back and he's like i'm gonna go back and listen to the demos of like all the options and it, we'll see if there's something else and mm-hmm. he was like no this is the song we got to do and he, he's he's a magician he kind of just molds songs with his guitar parts oh, so wow. he really helped give it shape and structure and that's where that one came from and then mariner was the song that i had had for a couple years at that point but again everything was just me and a guitar and crying (laughs) (laughs) but
0: again it goes back to like full circle what we were talking about how that's like your escape and yeah at the end of it like probably when you heard the full recording you're probably like wow like this is it was it was it was very
1: bittersweet so after Jordan passed um he he had the master files and he had my hard drive with the backups on it
0: oh wow (laughs) so
1: for a good two and a half three months I didn't know if there would be an album I wasn't sure if we would get those um those files back and then uh we got them and I found a new engineer to work with to kind of finish up the mix and mm-hmm. we re-recorded what we needed to re-record yeah. and so it was like this very it was this long, arduous process super so by the emotional time, yeah by the time it was ready to go it it was more of a release to just put it out into the world and have it yeah, be yeah. there and be what it is and not expect anything else of it, if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely.
0: It's it's amazing to hear the story behind it, too, because like when I listen to it, it feels like just like a powerful piece, but I had no idea. And like, yeah. Yeah. There, it, it, was
1: a, it was a lot of stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I'm going to cry here, but wow. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: and to know, too, that I was the... I was the last person to kind of partner with Jordan and make music with him. It felt really important to me to finish it up as best as that as I could to honor him.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, after this interview, we're gonna go to the brewery around the corner. <laughs> we'll have a drink for him.
1: There'll be tears in our beer.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, I just want to say we gotta wrap this up oh, in a minute. Oh. But you were late. Like I told really you. Fast. People who've never done... I'm going to say this to people listening out, This happens almost every time to like people who've never been on the show. They're like, oh, I'm a bit nervous. They get here, they get comfy, and they're like, ah,
1: oh, it's over already. What the fuck? We spent a lot of time talking about dick pics. That's kind of funny.
0: I love <laughs> it. This is what it's all about, Katie. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was, I was going to ask you. So, like, you got this piece out. Um, are you going to be playing any shows? Are you writing any more music? Yeah,
1: or- I've got a couple cool things coming up and on the back burner. Um, I'm going to be playing July 6th at Rivoli, opening up for the Implications that are releasing their first EP. I think it's called Off-Brand Romeo. So that's with them and another musician named Sam Lewis, who weirdly I interned at Universal Music with years and years and years ago. And we were just like, oh, you're on the show. Okay, cool. Ah, (laughs) Small
0: world moment. eh? So I'm
1: doing that July 6th. I play um, a little festival in Sealy's Bay the same day, earlier in the day. Um, called Shirefest. And then the day after I'm opening for Ben Kaplan.
0: I love Ben Kaplan. At
1: Oast House in niagara on the Lake.
0: He is so underrated. So Lots of people don't cool. know who he is. Yeah, I he's know. like I like to compare him as like the new Tom Waits just Oh, his he's real. I'm,
1: I'm gangster. <laughs> I found out he was playing and I begged the promoter to put me
0: on the belt. Yes. <laughs> I need to be at that one. Yeah.
1: And then, oh, the other big thing, Cicada Fest if you don't know about cicada fest and you are a music lover in the gta buy tickets and go to cicada fest the lineup is incredible this year
0: awesome awesome and people listening if you want to get reminded of all this like if you're listening to this on spotify google play itunes stitcher and anything else i missed uh or it talks you gotta talk i gotta represent talks you now (laughs) gotta keep adding that to my spiel but uh to let you know each one of these episodes is also uh, posted with a home page at www.kirthradio.com. You're going to see pictures of Katie in the studio. You're going to see just all the tour dates, the video for December, and links to all of her work. But thanks again for a great talk, oh, Katie. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah, let's do this again. I feel yeah. like I could have talked to you forever.
1: Yeah, I, I, there's more to say. There's yeah, more to
0: yeah. get <laughs> Let's go for a beer. Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs>
2: Girth Radio. To righteous yourself the so profound, it calls you to this. still my words to fill the empty space ease my conscience take a little of your